What's going on, everyone? Here we go. No 5-Minute Monday today. Instead, our guest is Jason Mora. Jason is a former professional soccer player from Brazil. He's got a career that starts in 2004, and it's going to take him from Brazil to the United States to Singapore and back to the United States. He's going to put some stakes in the ground right here in Minnesota. He and his wife, Monica, is still calling home today. As if being named the MVP of the Major Indoor Soccer League during the 2011-2012 season isn't an accomplishment enough, while playing, he maps out his next move, launching his uniform and apparel company, Stimulus Athletic. Jason's drive is contagious. He's humble about his accomplishments and has a true desire not only to see but to help others succeed in business and in life. He's not just coaching the youth on the soccer field, but he's working to mold good people. He may be Brazilian, but he's definitely living an American-made lifestyle. If you don't smile during this one, check your pulse. All right, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to get out of the way, and I'm going to let Jason tell you his journey. Episode 18 with Jason Mora. Have a good week, everybody. We can go whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah. You hear me okay? Yeah, I can yeah, hear you. Good deal. Okay. So, all right. So go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of start down that 30,000 foot view. Okay. We talking about. Yeah. Jason Mora, um, originally from Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. 30, 37 years <laughs> old. And yeah. Came to America in 2007 to play soccer mm -hmm. and um have been have been here ever since so cool uh where'd you play first um new jersey new jersey yeah yeah so there was a i was i was almost about to to quit soccer in brazil and a friend of mine came and and say hey there's gonna be some american people uh, coming to, to Brazil here to do a tryout. And I'm like, no, you know, they're just take your money and go. That never works. Yeah. So he said, it's close to your house. Can you take me? I said, well, I'll take you. So he, you know, he came to my house and I took him to the, to the tryouts. He's like, Hey, I brought you a shoes and I signed you up. So, <laughs> so yeah. And, uh, so he signed up, uh, he signed me up for the tryouts and I ended up, uh, being one of the four guys out of 400 people yeah. who tried out and um, the, rest, the, the rest is history. So uh, I've been here and, and I went to play in Singapore and we needed a defender. So yeah. I picked up the phone. I was like, hey, time to pay back the favor. <laughs> so he's been in Singapore since, oh, really? since then. No yeah, kidding. Yeah, got married and yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So... Where in Brazil did you grow up? Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Yeah. Okay. All right. How long did you live there? Well, 20, 20 years. 20 yeah, years. 21. So 20, yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Family still there? Family still there. Well, my brother lives in Germany. Oh, really? Yeah. My brother lives in Germany. He's got, he's got a cooler story than mine. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, came to America, learned English. He was over 30 already, uh, learned English, went back to Brazil and, there's a German company who needed, you know, uh, nurses. So he learned German after 30 years old. And now he lives in Germany and 
really? crushing it. Yeah. So his story, and I say he's got a cooler <laughs> story than mine because I I sort of had a soccer talent, yeah. which got me out of, uh, you know, gave me more chances, but he just had to to work, man. So that's cool. Yeah. It, yeah. Now, just a brother, no sisters or anything? I have a sister in Brazil as okay. well. And yeah. she's still down yeah. there. Yeah, she's still down there. Very cool. What yeah. does she do down there? She owns a kindergarten school. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I grew up in a rough area and she's been she's been there with her school just getting kids to uh, taking care of kids, you know, mm-hmm. right from from their young ages. So she does a great job there. That's very yeah. cool. Very yeah. cool. And mom and dad are still there. Mom too? and dad still there. Do you get yeah. back for y'all? I now I try to go um twice a year. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is I did a calculation and I told my mom, my mom is 70 and I'm like, well, if you live to 85, that's 15 years. If I go back to Brazil every year, I'll see you 15 times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I started thinking about that. I'm like, I got to go at least twice. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Yeah. How long do you usually stay when you go? 10 days. Really? That's plenty. That's plenty. Yeah. <laughs> 10 days. Yeah. So what was it like growing up then? Um, it was, it was great. You yeah. know, you, you only know what you know, right. you know, looking back, I might think, man, it, it was rough, but that's, that's all, you know. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a very, uh, tough area in Sao Paulo and, you know, all I, all I wanted is to, to play soccer at the yeah. time to, I, I knew that that was the opportunity to move you know, from, from the neighborhood or from where I was from. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I did. So, really? but yeah. So how old were you when you started playing then? Oh, as I don't remember. Really? I don't, I don't remember thinking about anything else. Really? Yeah. Just that was up. it. Exactly. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. So is that, is that pretty common for kids down there? It is common. It is common. I, I remember one comment I made to my dad and my uncle when I was seven or eight years old. Uh, we were playing soccer in the garage and they noticed I was a little sad. And and I, and I just asked, uh, and they asked me what's going on. And I say, well, I'm afraid when I grow up, yeah. soccer is not going to be around anymore. It's just, you know, I, I just yeah. wanted to be old right now to play soccer, right? you know, to play professional soccer. And they're like, don't worry. It's, it's going to be around. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Keep training. So I got, okay. So I have to ask you, um, because when it comes to soccer, mm-hmm. I am not, mm-hmm. I couldn't, it's just me running around out on a field mm-hmm. basically. Right. But I will tell you this, when I moved to Minnesota, mm-hmm. I was the same way with hockey. I didn't understand mm-hmm. hockey whatsoever. Just like I am now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> With hockey. And it's like yeah. right now, I mean, I still, yeah, there isn't a lot about hockey. I understand, but growing mm-hmm. up in Iowa, we just didn't have it. And at the same time, yeah. you know, with soccer in the period that I grew up down there, it wasn't as big as it is today. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the high schools. It wasn't in the junior highs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it just wasn't prevalent. And the way it's exploded these days yeah. is just amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. But I got to ask you a question. Yeah. Soccer or football? Man. And, um, and, no, no, not, not American football. Calling uh-huh. it. Calling it. Yes. Football. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Because I know some people like the diehards. Yeah. They get, they get a little twitchy about that. They do. They do. And to me, it's soccer because yeah. I'm in America. Right. 
It's like I, I come to your house and I say, I'm going to start calling the couch something else. Yeah. No, in Brazil, we call the couch, you know, sofa. Now yeah. this, no, we're in America. It's soccer. Very cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. So do you, uh, do players get a little twitchy about it or do they, nah. they do they care? They're, no, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I was wondering yeah. because I've been corrected a few times. It's mm -hmm. like, I'll say something. Yeah. No. It's like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, um, what, at what age do you think where you kind of realized, Hey, I think I've got the talent for this. Well, well, like I said, that, that was the only thing I wanted to do mm -hmm. since, since I remember, um, having memory. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to be a soccer player. And the fact that I wasn't the greatest uh, academically yeah I, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna say that lightly <laughs> um that just helped me with with the idea of um pursuing soccer and yeah. and at that time pursuing uh businesses as well so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah very cool very cool so did someone like throughout high school or mm -hmm. something like that were there coaches that said pulled you aside said hey jason you kind of put your nose to the grindstone see, on this. I see what you where you're going with your question. Yeah. I think things start to happen. Yeah. So you you're the best at your class, then you're the better player at your school, then you're you know you got signed at a youth club mm -hmm. that it's you know playing at a higher level. So things start to happen where you're like, yeah, I I, I should focus on this. Yeah. Um, but it, it's interesting. I have four nephews and. Uh, they are at, at an age that I was already sure yeah. that I wanted to play soccer for the rest, uh, you know, that that would be my career. And none of them have that for any sport yet. Mm -hmm. So um, I see, I see where you're going with your question. If somebody, but no, it was, it was just me. Just you, it was just, just me. Just an yeah. inside drive yeah. to go. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty Which cool. Which is a different story than my brother. Right. Cause my dad was, you know, taking me to soccer and my brother's like, Oh, I want to try. Mm -hmm. He went and played a couple games, scored some own goals, gave up. It's like, it's not for me. Yeah. So, really? <laughs> you know, so yeah. Did your sister play? No, 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 she didn't. No, she's, she's, she's just academic. Yeah. That's her. That's <laughs> she's her. She's the academic. Yes. In the family. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So here in the States then, and I've got a buddy that lives out in uh, Oregon mm -hmm. and his brother's, play a lot of soccer. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to explain to me at one time, the different leagues mm -hmm. here in the States. How does that work here? Like, are there different, like there's MLS or mm -hmm. something like that. And then mm -hmm. there's a different one. And he was trying to tell me like, you know, yeah, you want to play in this league. Like that's what everybody strives mm -hmm. to play for. How does that work? Yeah. Well, in, in America, they, you know, the, the, the system of soccer is the same as, other sports okay. right you have the major league yep there's no relegation or you know teams going up it's mm -hmm. you know you have your spot on the league and you know there's good there's good and bad okay on that uh the good is that you're not gonna be on a team that can't afford to pay your salary right, right, and right. it happens in brazil and other countries because they they didn't have the money mm -hmm. uh but on the other hand it's hard for smaller teams to to make it to a major league if they don't have the money, mm -hmm. which you see, you know, those stories in England, a club right. that went from fourth division to the premier league. And right. it's just a beautiful fairy tale there. But 
Um, it doesn't happen here mm-hmm. unless you have the money. So there's good and bad um, about that. But yeah, you you want to be playing the MLS, and you know mm-hmm. there's you know different leagues going down. So how does like the the Minnesota United like that? that team where do they sit as far as leagues in the top that, league. that's a yes, top league yes, that's not yes. like a, not like a triple a ball type thing like no, baseball no. or something it's, minnesota it's is in, the, cool. in the mls very cool yes very cool yeah um so what year was it that you went pro with new jersey um 2007 okay yeah i had played a professional uh year in brazil before oh I come. Okay. okay yeah that was yeah. probably pretty cool though yeah i mean yeah it was family 19, getting to yeah. see yeah that's crazy. for sure that's pretty yeah. cool, man. Um, okay, so you, you come, you play in Jersey. How long were you there? Uh, six months. Really? So it was the major indoor soccer league. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you were there for six months. Mm-hmm. What I mean, what was going through your head when you started? I mean, was it just like, oh, man, this is this is it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I, w- I was very excited. Uh, you know, I, I remember looking out of the hotel that they put me, me and my other Brazilian buddy and looking at a highway with an American flag. And I'm yeah. just staring at that and, and thinking, man, this is the coolest thing awesome. ever. Um, then we went across the street to get something and people were yelling, you can't cross the highway. <laughs> you know? So yeah, but, um, but no, it, it, it was one of those that you're like, man, this is something I've always, I've always seen in movies. Mm-hmm. I've always, you know, wanted to uh, travel overseas. And mm-hmm. now here I have a contract to play in America. So had you been out of Brazil no. prior to that? No, no, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when you were there, did, did like anybody kind of grab you and pull you in and take you under their wing, like other players or anything like that? Or were you just kind of figuring it out on your it, own? And it, it, it was a rough environment because we're as a foreigner in a different country, you're competing against other foreigners for the, for the spot. Oh. You don't compete with Americans. You compete really? with other Brazilians or Argentinians or whoever they have. Yeah. Because they have a certain amount of spots. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic that you know you have all the foreigners living in a one area, but I they're all they're all fighting for a spot. So in Singapore, it was the same. Uh, when I went to play in Singapore, you could only have five foreigners plus one Asian player. Yeah, really. Yeah. So then it, you know I'm competing for a spot on a, on that professional team with <laughs> you know players from Europe or from Africa. So yeah. Yeah, it, it's always an interesting dynamic when you're a foreigner. What's the travel schedule like? I mean, so that first year you're playing in Jersey, how, how much did you travel? Um, games on Wednesdays and Sundays. And, yeah. you know, you have Chicago, California. Yeah. So you're, you're flying. But, so, yeah. and you don't have to, you don't have to throw out any numbers or anything like that. But from a pay standpoint, mm-hmm. I mean, is it enough to get by or is it, you know, are you bagging groceries on the weekends at, you know, no, no, it is, it is enough. Um, but it all depends on how you live your life. Right. 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 So even here at Minnesota United, we had, we had a player who, um, used to live at the dorms mm-hmm. and bought a Maserati. Oh, so it seems like a good idea. Right. I mean, and then, yeah. and then he went to live at a really cool loft in downtown, <laughs> but didn't have a car at all. 
Really? You know, so, so it all depends. So it all depends with uh, how you how you live your life. But yeah, yeah, and it's getting better Is every it? year. Yeah, the the minimums are getting higher, and and it's just helping. Mm-hmm. It, it, it helps bring people to America. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So you went from Jersey to Singapore. No, I went from Jersey. Oh, the journeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, went from Jersey to Puerto Rico, then Kansas City. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of places in between there. there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So then you land in Singapore in 2014, 2014. Mm -hmm. How long were you there? I was there for a year for a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was that like over there? Oh, it was amazing. Really? It's one of my favorite places on earth. No kidding. Love Singapore. Recommend. Really? Never been. Got to go. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's okay. a great place. Cool. So from Singapore then, you come here? So or where do you I had next? a, yeah, I was going to um, renew my contract with, with uh, Haugan United in Singapore. Um, but Minnesota United was interested again in having mm-hmm. me back. Mm-hmm. And the preseason for that year was in Brazil, which... I'm like, all right. So talk to the assistant coach, to Carl, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'll, I'll be back. Yeah. So signed back with Minnesota United, 2015. So was there ever, was there ever a point along the road there where you were, you know, I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit. Maybe I just head back to Brazil, or do I stay here and figure it out? Um, it, it's a good, it's a good question. So. When I first arrived in New Jersey, I, in two weeks, the coach said, I think we're going to have to let you go. A little longer than two weeks, maybe a month. Yeah, We're going to have to let you go. There's a couple other Brazilians trying out. They knew the game. They had played here. They spoke English. Mm. So they're like, we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> and then I said, um, my family haven't even paid for the barbecue that they throw out when I left. I'm not going to Brazil. Um, can we use my flight? I have a friend in Spain. I'm going to Europe. And then he he's like, okay, just, just stay here. Just keep training. If they let you sleep in the couch, um, you just stay and train with us. Really? I'll, I'll give you $800 a month. And I was taking 400 for food and 400 yeah. sending it back to Brazil. No kidding. Yeah. So, and that went on for six months, four, four to six months, um, just staying. And then at the end of the season, players got hurt. I was training all the time. I knew everybody. I ended up signing. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up playing the last uh, four games of the season. And fast forward three years ago, I was the MVP of the league. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I, I've, I, I had a successful a major indoor soccer career and, and ended up being the MVP. And the first person that I text was that coach. It's like, thanks. That's thanks cool. for not sending me home. That's so, pretty cool. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what do you think the hardest thing was for you while you were playing? Was it being away from home at that time? I mean, I'm assuming at this point you're still mm-hmm. single, haven't been married. I mean, mm-hmm. was it hard to be away from home no. or were you like, this is, this is not at path. all. Not at all. I had, um, I had another friend who came with me. He was from Rio, but came from a very wealthy family. Yeah. For him, season was over. He played with me four years. Season was over. He was back in Rio. Mm-hmm. Different story. I took three years to go back to Brazil and I just went for 10 days. 
different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted nothing, nothing to do with with where I came from. Right at that time. Right. You know what I mean. Now I go back and you know we do uh, help out the area that I that I grew up and mm-hmm. and have uh, things going on there. But at the time, I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to go back. <laughs> so at what point in your career did you kind of get a little bit of a glimpse of this might be winding down for me? Um, so that was 2016. I was playing in Fort Lauderdale uh, for the Fort Lauderdale uh, strikers and just leaving, living away mm-hmm. uh, from, from Monica and mm-hmm. from Minnesota uh, but also there was a cost of not starting my business, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I've, I was every year that I continue to play, I'm like, that's one more year that I, that I'm putting away mm-hmm. from starting my business, which mm-hmm. it hopefully lasts for the rest of my life. So what year did you and Monica get married? 2013. 2013. You yeah. better make sure you got that right. Tri- so, yeah, trick right. question. I won't ask you the yes, date. I won't yes. ask you the date. I get it. I, I stumble on that <laughs> yes, one too. Yes. So um, how'd you guys meet? Um, so I was, <laughs> I was coming back from a game in Portland. Yeah. We played the Portland Timbers and she had a conference, probably the only conference <laughs> she ever went to because she's never gone to another one. Um <laughs> She was single at the at the time, her and her friend, and she asked uh, the flight attendant, you know, the, the to yeah. um, reassign the seat. And then the flight attendant said, "Hey, where do you want to sit?" And she's like, "Somewhere around those guys with the uniforms. That that would yeah. be fine." So she sat next to the captain of the team, Joe Warren, uh, which luckily he was married at the time because he's a very good looking guy, <laughs> very good looking guy. So he, she was sitting next to him, and you know, I kept turning back and yeah. asking for, Hey, do you have a pan? Do you have a piece of gum? And, um, then yeah, we met on a, on a plane coming back to, no to Minnesota. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so did she play at all? No. She, she's pretty athletic, right? She's like, very athletic. Yeah. Like yes. I kind of get that yes. from talking to her. Like you guys she, do a lot together. We do. As far as working out and stuff like a that. Lot. That's cool. Yes. That's cool. What's kind of, yes. What's kind of your guys' favorite thing to go do? Well, we we work out together. Yeah, we just, just cross it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, yeah, but um, she surpassed me by miles now with <laughs> athleticism and strength. <laughs> and yeah, did you have any injuries while you were playing? I mean, just uh, like any major injuries or I had a big concussion. Did you in really? Canada? Yeah, a big concussion, but that that. That was it. That was yeah. it. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty fortunate to yes. have that span of a mm-hmm. career and get through with no knees no and knees. stuff like yep. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, did you, as far as like your citizenship then, mm-hmm. did you do that when you and Monica got married or did you, had you already done that along the way? Um, that's, a, that's a good, uh, that's a good question. It's part. Mm-hmm partially why it's so tough for foreigners Mm -hmm. uh, because the spot is limited and they have a certain amount of visas Mm. that they can give away per team. Sure. Right. So we're all, we're not just competing for the job. We're competing for, for, for being able to work in America and stay in America. Right. Um, But I've, I was here for, for a long time Mm -hmm. after, you know, we, 
we got married and mm-hmm. now I don't remember. No, I applied through my own. Did you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, was that something that you kind of like always looked forward to? Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this. Well, yes and no. Right. I, yes and no, because I've, I've always, I was fortunate to play soccer and have the opportunity to be here mm-hmm. and have a working visa and mm-hmm. have that. So I, I was a little comfortable in that sense mm-hmm. that, you know, then I got my green card through being here for mm-hmm. so long and working for so long. So, but, but it was, it was pretty cool when I got my, my citizenship and, and, and became an American because I've been here uh, almost as long as I was in Brazil, right. you know, in three years, I'm going to be 40. I came here when I was 20. Right. So just very fortunate, right. very fortunate. Right. Um, I was going to ask you something else. And I can't remember what it was. Ah, it'll come to me anyway. So you had mentioned earlier, you were talking about when your career was winding down. Yeah. Um, you were talking about your business Yeah. and this is one more year that I have to delay mm-hmm. my business. So when you were playing, had you had this idea for your business? Always. All, always. Always. Really? Always. Um, we we would go to practice. After practice, you're pretty dead. Mm-hmm. You eat, take a nap. Some players play video game. Mm-hmm. And I was always on, on a computer or on a book. or um, and, and partially is because... I wasn't always the best player on the team, mm-hmm. which it helped me because I'm like, hey, I got to figure something else out. Right. Some of those players, you know, we played with some of those players won't need to work after they retire. Right. You know what I mean? They have a certain amount of houses. They've had careers, World Cup, mm-hmm. played with, you know, a lot of those players. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have the same. Right. So I was, I was always thinking about, um, what would be my move after I stop playing? Mm-hmm. Which you know now a lot of them just ask me for <laughs> advice, <laughs> advice and what do I do with my bit? You know, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you okay? So tell me about stimulus then. So how did how did you get it up and running? Um. What? So, well, first let's start. Let's start with what it is. I mean, oh, that's probably 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 makes sense, stimulus. right? <laughs> so. You know how uh, teams have boring uniforms? Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we we work with those teams to create something amazing that mm-hmm. everybody will love to wear and represent. Sure, that's a that's my uh, yep. elevator pitch. I, I like yes, that. I like yes. that. So um, anyway, two thousand when I was right about um, to to stop playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was coaching and I remember coaching at a high school. I was the assistant coach and on the bench, there was like four players with four different jerseys going to the game. The reason why is because Adidas or Nike, they have the same, um, they, they have only one uniform, Mm -hmm. uh, per year and then they change the style, Mm -hmm. right? So they're always changing the style. So it's like, I'm looking at the bench and I see all these players with different jerseys. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's gotta be another way. Mm -hmm. So that's when sublimation starting to come out, which is, you know, you take a blank uh, fabric and you put the design in that fabric and you can do that for many, many years, the same design. Um, So I had, I had that going on and started that in 2016. One of my teammates was a high school coach in South Carolina. And he's like, Hey, 
you know, we'll, we'll buy from you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a factory lined up. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything lined up. Mm -hmm. Um, all of a sudden I see the check came in the mail. I'm like, Oh, got to figure this out. Now I got to produce. Now I got to figure this out. Yeah. Really? So he basically pre-ordered his stuff. Yeah. And then you went out and built it. Which, um, if, if you have the, the chance to do that, that's how I would recommend somebody starting the business. Yes custom Mm -hmm. so you you have you know the the a pdf you design something Mm -hmm. and you sell it first Mm -hmm. get the money go to your factory produce and deliver Mm -hmm. so that's how i've been able to grow my business because everything was custom Mm. so was it what was the fear level like like when you were getting ready to that first okay mm -hmm. i'm gonna do this Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put this thing together i'm gonna start a business there's always there's always a certain level of fear, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, this is either I'm either going to tip my toe in this a little bit. I'm going to keep coaching yeah. over here and I'll tip yeah. my toe in this or maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. If not, I can fall back. I'll be a coach. Yeah. Whatever. Or was it a nope? We're going to burn the boats. Yeah. Burn the boats. And burn let's the go. boat. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a book out there. Yeah. Right? Burn right? the boat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm not I'm not really um, a burn the boat kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, but the fear level, it depends on what is on the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? So because I had this uh, custom product that I'm always selling something before I put the money to make it, mm-hmm. you know, there's, it was not a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just my time, just convincing my former teammates, right? <laughs> which a lot of them, you know, did buy from me um, to just, hey, purchase this. Here's the design. Here's the PDF. Right. Um and and that's that's how I started, and that's how I recommend uh, most young people um, to do it as well. You and know, I think that makes a lot of sense because I think a lot of the like a lot of the types of people that we're targeting with what we're doing, mm-hmm. they're the person that has, um, I, almost like a hobby business, yeah, and they're looking to try and scale it, yeah, and they're doing well, right? Mm-hmm. But they're kind of at that point where. And do I go get a small business loan mm-hmm. or do I keep on doing mm-hmm. this? And it sounds mm-hmm. like you just kind of kept on yes. incrementally just mm-hmm. build and build and build and build. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I did. I did the boring way. So I did, <laughs> I did the damn uh, uh, Dave Ramsey way. Sure. Sure. Right? Yeah. So we've been financing our, our growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the strategy I chose because, because of, <laughs> of the knowledge that I had in business. Right. So I, you know, I came from playing soccer, mm-hmm. didn't know anything about business. Why would I go get a loan mm-hmm. and start something? Mm-hmm. It's too risky. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I just kept growing uh, with our own money and, mm-hmm. and this is where we are now. That's awesome. Yeah. So you started in 17, right? Yes. Yeah, that yes. Said? Okay. Yeah. So you're plugging along in 17, and maybe you get a couple of years under your belt mm-hmm. and then COVID hits. Yep. What was that like? Um, so I'm, I'm going to backtrack yeah, a little yeah, bit. For sure. Um, like I, I mentioned in the beginning, I was never really good with school, mm-hmm. never good with school. Uh, 
But with business, I'm obsessed with learning. Mm-hmm. I read all the books. I mm-hmm. read all, and and one of the books I read called Profit First. Okay, by um, Mike McAllister. I think it's his name. Profit First. He teaches money allocation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, even you know, if if we have very little profit, he teaches that, and I implemented that before COVID. Mm. So what happened was we had enough money in a bank to weather the storm nice. when COVID happened. The other thing is we make custom products, right? Right. So if we don't, if you don't give me the money to buy something, I don't need to make that product yet. You don't need to sit on inventory. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. So yeah, COVID was a was a flat year, and mm-hmm. we did we just didn't grow. We mm-hmm. did the same as the year before. Mm-hmm. So so did they? I guess did you even bother with any kind of like designation, like as essential or anything like that? Because they were designating businesses as well. You're an essential business, and you're a non-essential business. No, so you, no, you have to close your doors. No, and we're like de- we're they, definitely you, not essential. You were you were yes. like, you were like your oh, soccer just, uniform yeah. is the least yeah, <laughs> essential right? thing at that time. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a weird time. I mean, mm-hmm. it was you know they were shutting hair salons down for yeah. a while and stuff. Yeah. And then, and then the kids were out of school and I was thinking yeah. about it. It's like, well, if they're not, if they're not in school, they're not playing soccer. So yep. they're not buying jerseys, but yeah. seeing your business model, mm-hmm. that makes more sense. Right. Because right. you aren't sitting on mm-hmm. a ton of different inventory no. that you have to move. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. So I don't want to say COVID was a little bit of a vacation for you then, mm-hmm. but it was nice. I mean, yeah, yeah no, were- it was nice because we got down to working on our processes. Mm-hmm. So we, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we did a lot when COVID happens because, you know, we had more time to work right inside and the business, dial it in a little dial bit. it in. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So the time frame for you is kind of interesting because you're pretty young yet. Right? Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so COVID runs through 20, well, I mean, I guess it depends on who you talk to yeah. these days, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, but yeah. Um, so you kind of get through the the hump of COVID. Yeah. And then you live downtown mm-hmm. and a guy mm-hmm. named Derek Chauvin mm-hmm. lights the fuse, yep. tosses the firecracker. Mm-hmm. And murders George Floyd. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you guys? Oh, it was. I craziness. mean, not just not just you personally living downtown, yeah. but your business because yeah. your business is downtown too. Yeah. Um, twenty twenty, we didn't have an office yet. Okay. Yeah, I was still working out of Starbucks's mm-hmm. <laughs> around okay. around Minnesota. So um, every coffee shop was an office for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in shipping stuff out of our living room. So mm-hmm. um, a big shout out to Monica for putting up with all the boxes <laughs> and, and everything that I had at, at our living room. Uh, but yeah, in, in general, uh, the city was, was, was a mess. It really? was chaos everywhere. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was scary at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it really didn't yeah. affect your business necessarily. No, but, you being downtown, you and Monica being downtown. Yeah, just leave, yeah. living downtown was really was something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean, it, you know, it kind of it's weird how between COVID and the George Floyd, yeah, um, it kind of shapes 
the next three years it for does. us in a way. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I don't know. Um, it was, it was interesting. I mean, yeah. and I don't know, living downtown like that. Did you, did you and Monica ever consider, Hey, let's just, we're out. Um, we, I, I think the right time will come. I think yeah. the right time will come. I like where we live now. It's two blocks from my office. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I know at some point we're going to move to a different place. We've been there since 2012. <laughs> so, but I, I grew up in, in Sao Paulo, there's 20 million people mm-hmm. lived in Singapore. It's a lot of people. I'm a people guy. Mm-hmm. I like to go out in a, in a, and go for a run in the morning downtown. Right. I, I prefer a run, you know, uh, around the buildings yeah. and, and seeing the, the life, yeah. you know, in downtown. Yeah. So, but at some point I know we're going to, we're going to move to a different place. At what point, And I don't know, maybe it has, I, I, I think from the other people that I've talked to that live downtown, at what point did kind of things start to return to some sort of quote unquote normalcy down there oh. for you guys? I mean, it was, it was weird. I'll tell you yeah. because being out here in the, in the suburbs, mm-hmm. um, it, it was really, really weird for us to be so disconnected from it mm-hmm. in a sense, even mm-hmm. though it was just happening minutes away. Um, there were nights where, you know, the kids would go to bed and Jess and I would sit up and it, it was almost like, let's turn the news on, let's turn the live feed on and, you know, grab a bag of chips and a diet Coke. And mm-hmm. we would just sit there and watch yeah, until one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. when they stopped covering it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very, very weird. Yeah. And the, the weirdest thing is to see what is going on on TV and live. Because yeah. it happened. We're like, oh, you see the camera? You, we're looking at the TV <laughs> and looking outside of our balcony. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was something, man. It was something. So, I mean, has it kind of... I, I assume by now it's kind of quieted down and mm-hmm. things are kind of moving back and yes. forth. Um, is it... Is downtown busy? I mean, yeah, is it? It is. It's <laughs> it's it's getting busier and busier. Good. And um, now, you know, when Monica talks about the traffic, I'm like, <laughs> well, that's good. It's good. At least people are back. So, yeah. Um, okay. So are you still involved in youth programs then? Yeah. 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 Last year, I just um, did um, how to start and run your business uh, course at a North Minneapolis uh, school, really? middle school. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. So six weeks and yeah, just working different, different projects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So as an entrepreneur, as an inner city entrepreneur, mm-hmm. as a Brazilian inner mm-hmm. city entrepreneur um, and no college, right? No college. No college. No right? college. Okay. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> you built a successful business. Mm-hmm. You've weathered some pretty big storms. Yep. Um, one with a front row seat. And how do you, with all those things that you've done, and you look at some of the issues that we're going through today as a country, how do you fix it? Like if you're, let's play king for a day. Okay. What's the number one problem and how do you fix it? Oh man, that's a loaded question. (laughs) Right. You can go anywhere you want with it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the way we would fix a lot of things is having people understanding their sense and their purpose, mm-hmm. right? Their purpose. So I'll give you an analogy. So yeah. if you, if you and I were going to hike this mountain, mm-hmm. right? And I, um, I go by walking mm-hmm. and hiking and, and going up and you take a helicopter mm-hmm. and you arrive and we both arrive to the top of that mountain. Mm-hmm. Who enjoyed more getting there? Mm. Who, who, who got more out of that? Right. 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 So, and I, and I just feel like we're just getting helicopter people to a top of a mountain. People are still not happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why. And I think that's why. So I don't know if I answered your question. No, I think you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because everything, everything comes from, you know, we're only happy if we're putting the work, if we're sweating, if we're seeing, mm-hmm. you know, the result coming through. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think that's one of the things that kind of what we're trying to push is mm-hmm. this idea of working towards instilling a more, I don't want to call them American values, I mm-hmm. guess, because mm-hmm. yeah, in a sense they're American values, mm-hmm. but anybody can have them, right? It's mm-hmm. this integrity, yeah. this hard work ethic yeah. type thing. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I, I think the youth Mm-hmm. And you being involved in the youth programs, mm-hmm. um, and then being able to see you and what you've done and stuff, to me, that's going to be key in a lot of things. And, yeah. I, and I think to a certain degree, there is having lived out in the suburbs like I have, um, there's a disconnect. I think there's a disconnect between the youth in the cities and there's a disconnect between the youth out in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Like they don't necessarily understand what inner city youth might be going through. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, inner city youth may not understand what things yeah. are like out here either. And I think some of that may come from exposure. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's going to be key. And I don't know necessarily how we fix that. Yeah. Right. And, and expose those two categories mm-hmm. to each other yeah. in a way that, it does this, right? It meshes together. Exactly. And that's, I don't know. It's kind of a long winded yeah. roundabout way of, of saying, it is. of saying yeah. education, parenting, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, good examples like yourself. And, yeah. You know, it's, but. it's a tough one. If I had the answer, I probably would run for, <laughs> for president, but um, here's what I'll leave you with uh, yeah. when it comes to this subject, yeah. there's, I've heard this before, and I I firmly believe there's there's nothing more powerful than growing up poor in a good family. Right. You know what I mean? Which was my which was my upbringing. Mm -hmm. You know, I had great parents um, and great support system in my house, but we were not not even close to be wealthy. Mm -hmm. So so there's a lot of power into that. Now, um, in today's day, how do you manage that if you if you're either don't have a good family or if you do have a, a you know parents at home but you have a lot of money how you mm-hmm. you instill that in your kids yeah so those are challenges that people because every everybody got you know better these days yeah you know every the tide lift up a lot of people yep. so this is another issue that people are gonna have to to deal with yeah i yeah? think you're right i mean you know we grew up i grew up down in iowa mm-hmm. central iowa yeah. and um 
It's funny. I was talking to Monica yesterday mm-hmm. about some of the towns and stuff. And she knew, mm-hmm. she knew a lot of the places mm-hmm. that I do, but you know, we grew up in what I would consider looking back at as, um, I would say a middle class mm-hmm. and maybe even lower middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad owned his own business mm-hmm. for 35 years. My parents got divorced when mm-hmm. we were young. Mm-hmm. Um, but even through that process, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't one of these knockdown drag out ugly divorces or anything like that. You know, they, yep. they both re- really worked at the idea of raising my brother and I, yeah. um, and working to instill those values and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we didn't, you know, we didn't always have fancy cars or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but they did their best to make sure that we didn't go without, either, yeah. you know? And I think, I think that's, I, th- I think we've kind of lost some of that a little bit. Um, the idea of it doesn't really matter, like what you were saying, right? Where you grew up, it, it doesn't really matter that you live in necessarily, let's just say a, a poor community or a middle-class mm-hmm. community. The, the upbringing and the, and the, and the values that you instill in your kids and stuff all has to be the same mm-hmm. throughout, like yeah. you say, and that's how you create that tide Mm-hmm. that lifts all the boats mm-hmm. essentially. But anyway, so what's next for stimulus? Oh man. Um, we're, yeah. So <laughs> we are, we're at a point where, you know, so I, we grew from, from first year 50,000 mm-hmm. and, you know, we're doing over a million dollars in sales now mm-hmm. um, yearly. And, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I, I know how to get a company from nothing to over a million. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get a company from a million to 10 yet. Right. So this is where we're trying to, trying to figure out how yeah. do we scale and continue to uh, provide the same, the same service. Mm-hmm. You know, this morning I, I had a customer that needed a rush uh, soccer socks mm-hmm. and I was driving by here. I'm like, I'll, I'll drive it to your house, mm-hmm. you know? So don't worry, met the customer. So those are the things that I'm like, how do we continue to have that mm-hmm. um, level of service, uh, but still, you know, grow our company. Right. So now um, working with a uh, bigger partnership. So we have national teams that, mm-hmm. that we sponsor, um, now just getting bigger contracts to, to try to close. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Are you branching out of the soccer arena and getting into more or different sports, different and, sports. And then that, that is in, uh, that is in the plan. Is it? Uh, we're still, because most of the people who work at stimulus played soccer. So right. I hired a bunch, right. a bunch of our former, uh, uh, former teammates. So we're, right. we're, we're around soccer all the time, but yeah, the, the next plan for expansion will be different sports, mm-hmm. but we're treading those waters very carefully. Mm-hmm. Because once you go to a different sport, then your newsletter might change, your social media might change, and mm-hmm. you know your target customer. Yep. It's different, so it's got to be very right. carefully thought out. What about like other, not just athletics, but maybe workout clothing and stuff mm-hmm. like that? I mean, are you getting into that or thinking about it? That's on the board too. Mm-hmm. Or? We did. Um, that's <laughs> we did, we have a, a performance line, and yeah. that's uh, you know if I would say one of my mistakes was there, mm-hmm. you know, it was too soon where we uh, launched a performance wear line and um, 
spend a bunch of money. The product is amazing. You mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm wearing. I wear it all the all the time, but mm-hmm. uh, not the right time, mm-hmm. right? So now I'm very careful with expanding uh, to different different products mm-hmm. to different customers uh, too soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it it's a it's going to be a natural progression. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that a pretty crowded space? Very crowded. Is it very crowded and most companies are getting more niche down. Uh, really? Yeah, especially clothing wear. You see, uh, you know, Lululemon is mm-hmm. yoga, mm-hmm. and uh, there's the Holka for running shoes. Right, right. And, you know, do you own a Holka shirt? Nope. But they do sell shirts. You see, mm-hmm. so it's like everybody just buy the shoes. Yeah. Uh, do you own a Lululemon shoes? Nope. Nope. Yeah, but you know, most girls won't mm-hmm. own the the leggings. Pants, yeah. Yeah. So yep. So trying to trying to thread those waters uh, carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you? What would you think, or what would you say is um, probably your hardest lesson that you learned throughout your business? The up, hardest lesson up to this point. Up to this point, <laughs> um, the hardest lesson. It was it was for sure uh, branching out to a different. Uh, bringing in a new product that would be sold to a new customer before we reached a million dollars in sales, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's a, there's a very small rule of thumb there. Uh, sell one product to one customer. Um, all the way you reach a million dollars in sales. That's, that's a very simple formula sure. for us, for you to stay focused. And I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And many entrepreneurs don't do that, mm-hmm. you know? So, but thankfully because, you know, I have that money allocation mm. uh, structure. It didn't hurt us. You said that the book was profit. Profit first. Profit first. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to write it down. Yep. It's a great book. I haven't read it. Um, so that was probably the hardest thing. So yes. what would, I'm not going to say the easiest thing for you. What was the most enjoyable so far? Um, the most enjoyable is when I go to a tournament with my little U10 team and I see, and I see all those teams playing with stimulus stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And families, you know, getting out of the car and all the gear and they don't know who I am. And mm-hmm. they just, I walk by and I'm like, Hey, nice uniform. You know, That's that, cool. Who's that brown guy telling me? <laughs> that nice brown guy t- yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, uh, um, it's one of my yeah biggest pleasures to see people wearing our stuff. Very cool. Yeah. What is, this is kind of a two-parter. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite thing about living in Brazil? Being around my family. Yeah. 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 Are Brazilians Being, big family? I mean, huge. Like, like that's culture. It's it, just big. Yes. Right? Huge. Yeah. My sister was living with my mom until like the last day when she got <laughs> married and she's still, I call my mom. She's still there. So we're, we're big into uh, family and, mm-hmm. um, we're very open mm-hmm. with, uh, with each other, which is, which is a little different here. Yeah. You know, I see some interactions like, yeah. why don't you tell them? Yeah. Oh no. You know what it's I'm different. saying? Yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's, I get it's very different. Yeah. Very different. I so, think you reach a, it's interesting. Um, I've kind of noticed a little bit of difference with even my son yeah. being at 10 and, yeah. you know, early on, it was go in, give him a kiss, good night, you know, yeah. good night, dad, love yeah. you, you know, that kind of stuff. And now it's, 
Okay, yeah, here's yeah. here's a here's a little hug. Yeah. yeah, you can give me a kiss on the head, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not yeah. gonna kiss you back, Dad. You yeah. Know, yeah. It, it, yeah. Okay. So it kind of it different. does. It is. It's very mm-hmm. different. You're mm-hmm. right. Um what uh what's your favorite thing about America? Oh man, there's so I'll many. Ask you the same question. <laughs> I know, I know, there's so many. Uh this this is uh the land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone who arrived in the country with $140, um, was able to know English, was able to build a, a company who does more than a million dollars in sales every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has got to be the, the greatest country on earth. That's cool. You know, um, I come from Brazil and I know that Brazil is very rough to do business. Mm-hmm. My sister has been, she, she was trying to, uh, get her building to be up to code for 15 years. Yeah. But she didn't want to bribe people. She, and she, they would come in and there's like, this is wrong. And people around her is like, Hey, you know how Brazil works. You can get this done. And she's like, no. And she, and it took her 15 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So things are very difficult and difficult in different countries. And, uh, here in America, you, you have you have internet you can start a business that's cool yeah and if you don't someone else around you have yeah um you do a lot with youth Mm -hmm. what is the what is the one piece of advice or common theme i guess from an advice standpoint that you give them all the time be it through your coaching, when you go into the schools, there's, is there this consistent theme Mm -hmm. that you try to get across to them? Mm -hmm. Look up or take advice from people who are successful in what you're uh, trying to be or what you're searching. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, That's something I heard when I was pretty young and, and I took that uh, seriously, you know, Cause a lot of times it, and it can be even family, it can be your parents, mm-hmm. you know, um, take advice from people who are successful in that area. Um, so that, that's usually what I, what I share with, with them. If we're talking about generically. Yeah. 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 So we were talking earlier and I was telling you that, um, you know, one of the things with founded and forged is we're trying to create this American made lifestyle. Yeah. Right. And then it doesn't necessarily just apply to, um, you know, people that live out in rural areas. A lot of times you kind of, when you say stuff like that, you kind of get that image Mm -hmm. in your head Mm -hmm. where um, people think, well, you're talking about somebody out on a farm or Mm -hmm. raising a family on a farm or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And uh, from there, I guess, can it apply to like you and Monica grow up or living in downtown Mm -hmm. Minneapolis. And I think what's interesting about that is you are following your passions. Mm -hmm. And to me, it doesn't have to just be people in the suburbs, people in rural areas, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So what would be your advice to somebody that wants to live or is pursuing what we kind of call that American made lifestyle? Is it different from the advice to the youth? It's kind of a long way of getting there. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. Well, um, you know, it, 
what you said is right. You know, the American, to me, the American way of life is that you're able to do what you want mm -hmm. when you want. And if you want to succeed, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's here, yeah. you know, get up and go do it. Uh, so to me, you know, our, my, right now, my American dream, which I'm living cool. is getting up in the morning working going for a run in downtown mm -hmm. you know i'm not a farm guy right i'm not right. a farm guy you know i you know in doing doing what i want and making a living so for for people it's different for everyone yeah. it's different but this is a country that that allows us to to do it mm -hmm. and to be it now you know if i go back to brazil it's 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 a it's a rough one. Yeah, you know it's a rough one. The Brazilian way of life is it, it's for certain people. Yeah, you know. So I think one of the the other things that we're trying to get across to people is it, it's funny because I kind of I, I tell my kids this a lot is you know when you wake up every morning yeah you get to make a choice mm -hmm. as to whether or not you're going to be a dink or you're going to be a good person. Mm -hmm. You choose every morning. Mm -hmm not to be an ass basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and treat people right and with respect and stuff like that. And I think that's one of the things that we're trying to push is it's not that hard, mm -hmm. right? You get to make that decision every single day yeah. when they grow up. So yeah, good. Um, where can people find you? Um, Well, they, they can find our website at stimulusathletic.com. Yeah. 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 If they, um, if they need uh, team uniforms, if you yeah. need team uniforms and, and athletic wear and yeah, well, I'll, my, um, YouTube channel, we're, yeah. we're starting a YouTube channel where I can help other entrepreneurs, Very cool. um, get to, get to where I am and hopefully mm -hmm. bigger, Yeah, <laughs> hopefully bigger. So it's, uh, Jason Mora. Mm -hmm. That's it, yeah, Jason Mora. Okay, <laughs> he's yeah. over there. He's like, Jason yep, with the G. It. Jason with yep. the G. Yeah. Um, right. Any Instagram yeah. or anything like and that? Instagram. Instagram's yeah, Jason Mora as well. Yeah, cool. G I S O N. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to tell us? Uh, no, just, just thanks for out. the invitation. Absolutely, yeah, man. It was a great Anytime. time. Anytime you can come back, sit back, yeah. and visit. And I hope yeah. it was valuable. Oh, I think it was great. Yeah. I think it was yeah. great. Cool. Well, all right. We'll get you out of here. Fantastic. Right. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Yep. Yeah.